0: Is the NCAA actually about to drop the hammer on Tennessee for recruiting violations? Who knows? We're going to talk about it. Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, Managing Editor at Heartland College Sports. And we have got quite a story on our hands. If you haven't seen, uh, the Tennessee Volunteers are currently being investigated by the NCAA the NCAA for potential violations of the name, image, and likeness rules. So that happened. Uh, our, uh, well, the funny part about this is what, what has me almost speechless is everybody knows in college football. Everybody knows that this stuff is going on, and it's not just Tennessee. I would I would wager that your favorite team whoever you're you're listening in uh and supportive is probably recruit he, they're probably bending some of the rules uh with what NC the NCAA has set for for NIL now i'm not calling every school out there crooked that's not what i'm getting at what i'm getting at is these rules that the NCAA supposedly laid down they don't they're not really that clear and they haven't been they were totally unprepared for this to be uh the new the new standard uh in college football but here we are and that's what's happening that's what everybody in the country is talking about and there's just no way that the NCAA should be in charge of any of this because they fumbled it from the get go um so here's what's happening in case you missed it Tennessee is under an NCAA investigation for possible violations of NIL, and a lot of those include football. Um, one name in particular that has been brought up is quarterback uh, Nico Iamaleva. I hope I said that name right. Five-star quarterback uh, in the class of 2023. Huge uh, pickup for, for Tennessee, uh, projected to be their starter going into next season. Um there there is reason to believe that this could be a really big issue for Tennessee and the and the reason for that is the NCAA has already told Tennessee they've already handed down a ruling to Tennessee for recruiting violations just last summer. Things that happened under Jeremy Pruitt from 2018 to 2021, cost Tennessee $8 million just last summer. And now we're looking at Tennessee potentially being a repeat offender. And that's where things get very, very messy for Tennessee. Um, Because if, if something does happen those 18 level 1 violations that the NCAA handed down a ruling on back in July that happened uh you know in the 3 years under Jer- Jeremy Pruitt if if that happens again those are going to be taken into account when it comes time for for handing out a punishment this time around uh, and the eight million dollars that Tennessee had to forfeit, and and all of the the vacated wins and things that they gave up, those things are going to be chump change for what the NCAA might might do uh, to Tennessee this time around. Um, we're talking about you know postseason bans being handed out. Um, there there are there's things that could really spiral for Tennessee if this ends up coming true. Uh, and really, at the end of the day, this is going on as I said, probably everywhere. But I'm not. I- I'm really, <laughs> I'm really not convinced that that this is a a fight that Tennessee or that the NCAA wants to pick with Tennessee. Uh, simply because there's a chance that the NCAA could be digging up. Uh, a can of worms on itself by doing this, the interesting part is it may not have ever come to light if uh, Tennessee wouldn't have been in trouble. So according to Adam Sparks of the Knoxville News Sentinel, uh, Tennessee's Attorney General Jonathan Scrumetti has issued a lawsuit that he claims the NCAA violated federal antitrust laws by putting a, quote, shifting and opaque series of rules and guidelines on the benefits athletes received from their name, image and likeness. So in short, Tennessee's attorney general is saying, how can we know that Tennessee broke the rules when we can't even understand the rules because they're changing and they're not very transparent to begin with? So, perhaps you're the ones breaking the rules. And to that, I I think, one, I think the Attorney General deserves a golf clap for that. Two, uh, he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. Uh, You know, it's funny that it took... A it it took you know what what could be the the attorney general's favorite football team you know I I don't know that to be the case but uh, it, it took the volunteers getting in trouble uh, after uh, you know potentially becoming repeat offenders it took that for this to to end up becoming a, a lawsuit but this is absolutely the case there's no way that the NCAA should be able to hand down some of the rules that they are with the issues that continue to happen with NIL because of these rules. There, there's just no way that they should be able to um, delegate or rule on some on things that they clearly, one, weren't interested in, in allowing to happen, uh, because you know it, it took a Supreme Court ruling to to reverse what they what they had had uh, institutionalized for years. But the other part of it is is they weren't prepared. They were so unprepared that they didn't have uh, rules in place in case the nil became a thing. And now you pretty much have just this 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 entire conglomeration of rules or set of rules that is slapped together thrown together at the last minute and you're running a multi billion dollar industry that under the under this set of rules that is paper thin i mean they just that they're there there's really not a lot of weight to them it and it doesn't feel like anybody is truly following those rules to a t and you've got some schools that are just very open about uh, some of the things that, th- that they have going on and how much they're paying some of these players. I mean, there are, I don't even know the word to use there. There's there's very, very large sums of money being thrown around in college football right now. And a lot of it is being thrown around in a legal, in, in a legal way. But there are other ways where you see NIL collectives become nothing more than 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 a bargaining chip i mean they're they are the guys sitting in the room absolutely being the ones to do the deal to make the deal uh and it's 100% just incentivized money for for a team to for a team to land uh, a certain player um you know no it's it's not McDonald's bags full of money like it was under Jeremy Pruitt, but it might as well be. It's the same thing. It's, it's you know, there's just legal ways of going around it now. Uh, and again, this is a mess that the NCAA put itself into. And so for them to, one, potentially drop the hammer or say that they're going to drop the hammer or insinuate that they're going to drop the hammer on Tennessee uh is quite funny especially considering that there's now a suit against Tennessee for the very same uh issue going on here so this this is a ten, Tennessee chancellor Don Plowman denied the allegations against Tennessee in an email to NCAA president Charlie Baker that contained similar language to the lawsuit that was filed by attorney general Scimetti. Vague and contradictory NCAA memos, emails, and, quote, guidance about name, image, and likeness has created extraordinary chaos that student-athletes and institutions are struggling to navigate, Plowman wrote. In short, the NCAA is failing. Could not agree more. 100% on board with that. Uh, Lawsuit, the lawsuit by... Uh, Attorney General Scrimetti aims to reduce restrictions on the process by which recruits negotiate NIL deals and communicate with schools regarding NIL opportunities prior to enrolling or signing a letter of intent. Uh, This is being used, uh, we're reading from Dork Sam uh, over on Bleacher Report. This lawsuit is... It's essentially, it's, it's, they're trying to make it to where it's it's easier for schools and players and these in the NIL uh, cooperatives. They're making the process easier because it should be easier than it currently is, um, according to Sparks. Uh, student athletes are entitled to rules that are clear and fair. Are rules that are clear and rules that are fair, Skermetti said in a statement, according to Sparks, the NCAA's restraints on prospective students' ability to meaningfully negotiate NIL deals violate federal antitrust law. Only Congress has the power to impose such limits. So, there's a mess. There is a big mess uh, in in the NIL world, and, Unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, it's a mess that the NCAA is going to have to clean up, and it may reach a point where it's out of their hands, and there may be some some new rules come of it. Now, where does that land Tennessee? Who knows? With them being repeat offenders, I have a hard time believing that uh, the countersuit from the Attorney General is going to be what keeps Tennessee from from getting in serious trouble. If they do find that that the NCAA rules that were in place were broken uh, knowingly or uh, were at least negligently read uh, and then not followed, uh, I think Tennessee could be in some big trouble. So uh you know we'll just have to wait and see on that though because who knows what this is what this is going to break out to there's there's so many uh different outcomes that this could lead to that's really the the funny part of it and we are just kind of all learning here at the same rate we're all trying to keep up with what's going on and there's really no way of knowing how it's going to break out uh until it does okay let's switch gears a little bit here um one of the most popular topics uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, at least in my industry, has been uh, EA Sports' new college football video game, uh, which is set to come out next summer, uh, in summer 2024. What's, What's really interesting about it is how little we know about the game, considering that it's coming out in a matter of months. I mean, here we are, this is being recorded uh on on January 31st this game is supposed to come out in July which means we have about 6 months until uh this game is is supposed to be released and according to to all sources you ask uh it is it's still set to be released then but we know nothing about it we don't have a locked in uh date we don't have uh, you know, I think the the least the at least we know that there are maybe commercials being shot for the game. Um, you know that that was something that leaked out last week. Uh, we we know that Brandon Marcello did report that there was going to be an Ultimate Team mode, uh, which is something we already knew. Uh, where we were going to see this become a. Uh, we were going to see this game also have a dynasty mode uh, and a road to glory mode, which we saw earlier on uh, in, in previous iterations of the game. But we know nothing about it. Uh, and that's going to change in the coming weeks and months. Uh, but, but one thing that, that everybody kind of seems to be wondering uh, or asking is who's going to be on the cover? Who is the cover athlete gonna be? Because that's kinda, you know, there's this whole uh there's this Madden curse thing, you know, that that um, you know, a player who ends up on the case on the front uh case of of, of Madden or becomes a cover athlete. He's uh doomed to, you know, lose a Super Bowl or not appear in a Super Bowl or or be injured, or whatever the the, the Madden curse is. Um There's this whole stigma around becoming the cover cover athlete, but I think it's also a really cool opportunity um, for whoever gets to be the guy on not just the cover of a football game, of a video game, but the guy who gets to be the face of the resurgence of this, uh, the revival of this game, of this franchise. Because it is, for, for, for people like you and me, this game is... This, this was something that, that I grew up on, something that I am really looking forward to is a big part of, of my childhood, of my fandom of college football. Um, and for it to come back, it's going to be huge. So here's my first thought on who, who could be on the cover. What about Nick Saban? Just think about it for a second. The guy is as legendary as they come whenever it comes to college football. He's the best college football coach to ever do it. He's the best one. And we just watched him hang up the whistle. It just happened. It's fresh. Um, you know, he's won however many national championships, five national championships since this game was released. So since it was last released, like there's, there's not anybody that's had the level of success that he's had and he's gone now. So that's a guy that could be on the cover. Um, I don't think that they're going to go that direction. My, my guess would have to be, uh, maybe, um, it's going to have to be a player, uh, that's coming back, uh, for college football next season, which really cuts down on several opportunities, you know, could it have been Jaden Daniels? Yeah, it could have been. Could it, I mean Caleb Williams would have been a really good one. I think there's there's really two names in mind at least for my money uh, on who this could be. First one, and perhaps the most obvious is Shadur Sanders. I think it's a home run. I think it would absolutely be. It would be the perfect cover uh, athlete for Shadur Sanders would be the perfect cover athlete for uh college football twenty twenty five. He is not only the son of, of Deion Sanders, obviously, he's an electric athlete. Um, somebody that at the beginning of the year before Colorado dipped off, uh, was you know clearly in Heisman contention, but also being talked about as a guy that could maybe supplant Caleb Williams as the number one overall pick. All that stuff kind of failed after Colorado's season uh went in the toilet. But that's a guy that that it could have been. The other one, uh former Big 12 quarterback is Dylan Gabriel over at Oregon now. I think that that one makes a lot of sense. He is somebody that's going to uh he's he's going to be one of the bigger names in college football returning. Um and, and you know, this one just popped into my head as well uh be, because it's another former Big 12 quarterback except he didn't leave his team his team's just leaving the conference and that's Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers is a guy that could be on the on the cover. Um you know there there are are definitely guys all over the place that you know fans would argue would be worthy of, of being on the cover but I think it needs to be a quarterback um or maybe a high profile running back maybe Ollie Gordon is as another guy. Uh, returning next year that could be on the, on the cover Um, long story short, it's going to be somebody that's playing college football next year, or maybe Nick Saban. Maybe there's like a goat edition um, and Nick Saban is the guy on the front there. Um, But anyways, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up for us this episode. Uh, You guys want to be tuned in next week. Uh, We have, we have some pretty big news for, for the podcast. There are some changes coming, some things that have been in the works for a little while now. Uh, and some things I think you guys are really going to enjoy, uh, and, uh, something that, that you definitely need to be tuned in for. So, so make sure you catch next week's episode, uh, to be up to date on everything that's changing and happening for us over here at Heartland college sports. Uh, and thank you guys so much for listening to the portal podcast. Um, if you If you guys like the show, just consider subscribing, leave us a five star rating and review over on iTunes or Spotify wherever you get your podcasts. Send a screenshot over to my boss at Pete Mundo at HeartlandCollegeSports.com, and he will get you a Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail as quickly as possible. I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.